Hello and welcome to the LDS study session for episode 66 with me, your host, Matt Roberts. And I'm going to continue with the Come Follow Me study for this week on July 29th, August 4th, Acts 22-28, A Minister and a Witness. And we're going to focus today on the section, I can choose to accept or reject the words of God's servants. Now we uh, come to Paul and his testimony against King Agrippa. But we look at another two characters who I wasn't really familiar with uh, before studying uh, the material for this week, that is uh, of Felix and, Fest- Felix and Festus, uh, who were actually linked with King Agrippa at this time as well. And it'll be interesting to look at each of their reactions uh, to the words of Paul. Now, um, what I'm going to do is have a look at them individually and just talk about their rare reactions. And then also just kind of consider why these reactions may have been so at this time, what we can learn from these reactions as well. What can we learn about our reactions to the things that we learn about? Uh, So we're going to begin with Felix. And it's interesting to look in the Bible dictionary for this because we learn about who Felix actually was. It says that he was the the procurator of Judea at the time of Paul's arrest by the Roman military authorities. He investigated the the case and heard Paul speak in his own defence, but put off giving any decision, his reason being that he had more exact knowledge concerning the way, i.e. he knew more about the case and about Christianity than the prosecutors had told him. Um, So it's interesting because it says here that he's a procurator. Now, a procurator uh, is someone who is an agent representing others in a court of law uh, in the the Roman civil law. So it's someone who's basically... um, Kind of just running the, the 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 law system in that area, and so pretty um, important person. And you can understand why he is the one dealing with Paul being arrested and what happens to him once he is arrested. Now, if you look in the scriptures, it's interesting because there is clearly an effect that Paul has on Felix. In verse twenty-five of chapter twenty-four in Acts, it says, "And as he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come." Felix trembled and answered, Go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. So clearly this phrase that Felix trembled, he he felt something um, from what Paul said, be it fear or be it uh, something else. He felt something in what this apostle said. Uh, He went away, but then um, he didn't allow this feeling to work within him, to, to, to lead him to change, which is obviously, you know, what the next step should have been for him. Uh, we read in verse 20, uh, sorry, 26, yeah. He hoped also that money should have been given him of Paul, that he might lose him. Wherefore, he sent for him the oftener and communed with him. So, basically, he was hoping that Paul would give him some money uh, to bribe him uh, so that he would let him three, free. Paul did no such thing, and therefore he stayed there for two years whilst uh, he just left him in there. And then uh, Festus comes along um, to to kind of take over uh, in his position. And Festus finds Paul still there imprisoned and uh, decides, oh, well, I'm, I should probably do something, uh, you know, with this person. So he um, discusses with him. And it says here, this is quite an interesting phrase, which I think gives us a bit into, into Festus's character. Uh, in verse 9 of chapter 25, it says, But Festus, willing to do the Jews a pleasure, answered Paul and said, Wilt thou go up to Jerusalem? And there be judged of these things before me. 
uh, and then in verse 10, it's, uh, Paul answers and says, I stand at Caesar's judgment seat, where I ought to be judged. To the Jews have I done no wrong, as thou very well knowest. Um, and I think it's clearly Festus here is trying to get into the, the Jews' good books, uh, which I think many Roman officials were at the time, uh, and wanted to send Paul to them to be judged, because then they would have some say over him and some power. Um, but as Paul says, well, no, I'm... I'm being sent to Caesar's judgment seat, as I should be, and I've not done any wrong to them. So you know that. Um, so Festus clearly is someone that is probably a less, a bit less, well, I was about to say a bit less uh, trust, trust, trustable or um, reliable uh, than Felix was. But having said that, Felix did let Paul rot in prison for two years because Paul didn't bribe him to get him out. So actually, I think both of them are pretty bad uh, in, in, their, in their morals here. Um, and interestingly as well, when Paul does testify to King Agrippa, who comes onto the scene in a moment, um, Festus also says this in verse 24, chapter 26. Paul, thou art beside thyself. Much learning doth make thee mad. Um, and then Paul says, I am not mad, most noble Festus, but speak forth the words of truth and soberness. So not only is he not a very um, morally grounded uh, official, uh, but he's also quite, not rude, but I think dismissive of what Paul has to say. However, we shouldn't really hold that against him, because what we need to remember is that accepting the message that Paul was giving in those days will have been tremendous uh, to have accepted. Don't forget, Paul was testifying that a man had risen from the dead, uh, not only risen, but had been resurrected, which had never been happened, which had never happened before. So you could, you know, forgive him for being a bit uh, reluctant to believe or... Uh, unsure whether to believe or not and I think we sometimes we uh, look at historical figures and question their their morals and why they do certain things whereas when we were in that position for ourselves maybe we would do something similar uh, Elder Legrand Richard said this quote to be able to accept the message of Paul in those days that God really had raised the dead for Christ had been raised from the dead and had appeared to him was harder possibly to believe than the message of the prophets of this dispensation you will recall that when testimony was born, Festus said, Paul, thou art beside thyself. Much learning doth make thee mad. Um, now the prophet Joseph Smith declared that the father and the son appeared to him when he was a man, a mere lad, not quite 15. And the thing that he could not understand was the prejudice that, that that statement aroused in the mind of leaders of men and leaders of religion. For he was a boy of no great pretense, just a farmer's boy without education. And he said he could understand but he felt, and but he said he felt as he imagined Paul felt. He knew that he had seen a light. He knew that he had heard the voices of these two personages, God and the God the Father and His Son Jesus Christ. And he said he knew that God knew it, and he dared not deny it because he knew that by so doing, he would come under condemnation before God. Close quote. So here we see kind of a, a mirror between Paul and uh, the prophet Joseph Smith, both of whom claimed like claims great and grand things that happened but people dismiss them uh, in greater power than they were. And as, and as Elder Richard said, I mean, arguably, Paul's statement was even more unbelievable than Joseph Smith's. I think that just because we are kind of 2,000 years after him making that statement, it, it makes it seem a bit less um, out there that he would suggest such things and testify of these things. But actually, it was huge, and it was things which people just would find difficult to believe. We then come to King Agrippa, who out of the three, uh, seems to portray a much more respectable and um, open-minded character. 
uh, straight from the start in chapter 26, verse 1, when, when Paul is brought before King Agrippa. And he's only brought there in the first place because Festus, um, I didn't mention this, but Festus kind of just says to him uh, when he visits um, King Festus, um, you know, King Agrippa, there's, there's, this, there's this bloke here who's been here quite a while and he's saying that he wants to see Caesar. I'm not really sure what to write because he's not really done much wrong, but he's in prison. And so maybe if you could talk to him and see what you could find out and then he'll, then I'll be able to write, you know, something from your authority, from what you say. Um, so really he's doing it again for himself. But King Agrippa, um, with verse, chapter 26, verse 1 says, Thou art permitted to speak for thyself. So I think that obviously he's willing to listen. But not only this, we, we, we have the, um, the well-known phrase at the end of Paul's testimony uh, where Agrippa says, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. So clearly he's a lot more open-minded. However, we could argue that, well, maybe he's not quite as open-minded or since a sincere listener as we think or as we might suspect uh, because obviously he doesn't, we don't have a record of him converting to Christianity. We don't, we don't have a record of him actually believing the words uh, fully that, that Paul says. And maybe he's just saying this, you know, because he is a man of greater authority, a man who should be considered to be a respectable, respectable and uh, kind person, you know, a, a ruler. Um, but from what he says here, he does seem to be a lot more willing to listen and be a bit more open-minded, even if he doesn't quite go the whole way and truly fully believe. So I think that, that, that these three characters paint some different images and ideas of different people and how they can choose to accept or reject the words of God's servants, no matter how much those, God servant, those of God's servants go through or the testimony that they give. People always have their choice. Now, I'm going to have to end it there because I was going to talk about the um, shipmates of Paul and also the talk that Elder Christopherson gave, which is a great talk. But I'll leave that for tomorrow. Um, I hope that you've learned something from this. And you know, I've really enjoyed looking at um, the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, and obviously, as we go into next week, into Romans, we'll start looking at Paul's letters to the various people uh, of the church. But there's been a lot that I've gained from this and a lot of um, personal things which I've um, developed. So I hope that you've enjoyed this um, section, these, these sections as well. Uh, as we are coming toward the end of this week. Uh, if there's anything that you've been studying, whether it be with Come Follow Me or any other um, study materials that you've been looking at, I'd love to hear from you at Matt S. Roberts 90 on Twitter. Uh, and until we meet again.